0: This is Husker Online, your authority on Nebraska athletics. Fred and I, in our conversations... early on knew that this was going to be a challenging season a lot of new faces on the court i thought we competed hard the conference was extremely tough this year again it's too bad that we didn't uh, have the march madness national tournament nc2a tournament cuz we uh, could have had a record number of uh, schools involved in that this year but that being said uh, we had tremendous talent that uh, was sitting on the bench we're not eligible that uh, now are for the coming season. We've got uh, some really impressive recruits that uh, are committed to us and I really feel good about where we're going. And welcome back here to the Husker Line show. Sean Callahan, Robin Washat That was Nebraska Athletic Director Bill Moose on his monthly radio show on the Husker Sports Network chiming in about just the basketball season, which as we know was not pretty in a lot of respects, um, but Robin, you know, a lot still has been going on with this roster. Uh, as of taping time here, though, Tuesday, no player meetings um, as far as potential roster movement at this time?
1: No, and a lot of that is because uh, those meetings were supposed to happen on Monday uh, when everybody got back from, you know, kind of Indianapolis and you know, kind of having time to breathe a little bit. But with all that's happened uh, from that loss in Indy to to Monday, uh, you know, there's just a lot of influx right now. I mean, there's a bunch of guys that aren't even in town. Uh, you know, Kevin Cross is back in Arkansas, Deshaun Burks in New Jersey, Cam Max in Austin, uh, and so I mean, there's the, a lot of guys that need to have very important um, in-person conversations with Fred Hoiberg that just aren't even here. And so I think that's going to kind of delay any. Potential roster movement we might see, um, you know, until that situation kind of gets figured out. But you know, I think that's just inevitable. Once those conversations do have you'll happen, you'll start to see uh, some movement with some guys leaving because right now, um, you know, they, I guess, depending on what happens with Cam Mack, they're one over um, with their scholarship uh, limitation uh, for next season, and so you know, they they got some, they got to create some room, and it's going to be more than one guy, I would imagine, right now. And I, I think I said this last week, but Right now, the only guys I feel confident saying we'll be back next year are Thor Thorby Thorbian and Ivan Wagerogo. After that, it's a toss up for, for every, every other scholarship player that was active uh, last season.
0: And man, uh, they are picking up some guys named Kobe. Um, you <laughs> yeah. know, you got two Kobe's added here that were both double digit scores. Kobe King, as we talked about weeks ago from Wisconsin, um, what, 12 points a game at Wisconsin?
1: In Big Ten play, he averaged ten for the season. Was second leading scorer.
0: But then you know they get another guy um, on Saturday. Um, hours before, by the way, you had your baby. Um, so y- y- <laughs> I hope that all didn't. I hope I hope that all it timed all, out.
1: It all timed out perfectly.
0: But you get Kobe Webster um, from Western Illinois.
1: Yeah, Kobe Webster, a three-year starter. So here's the interesting thing: he's a grad transfer, um, but he's only going to be a fourth-year senior next year. He's was so far ahead academically that he graduated from Western Illinois um, after three years, and so he made himself immediately eligible. Uh, and you know, obviously, with everything going on, he was never able to visit uh, Nebraska or anywhere else after you know announcing his decision to leave WIU, but it worked out pretty conveniently that uh he's a native of indianapolis and nebraska just so happened to be in indianapolis last week and so on tuesday night fred um Hoiberg and matt abdel met with kobe at, at a restaurant and had a like two hour sit down conversation and really laid out uh, their whole sales pitch and uh that was more than enough to make kobe pull the trigger on friday um he decided to you know go ahead and go through with it and um you know announce his commitment on Saturday. So it uh and it, it moved quickly, but uh, you know, it makes a lot of sense. He's a combo guard that can play the point and uh, and the two. He averaged seventeen points per game. He was the team's leading scorer the past two seasons. Uh and he thinks that really his playmaking ability wasn't ever able to kind of be shown at Western Illinois, just kind of for what they did schematically. And with Fred Hoiberg, he thinks that that will allow him to have much more freedom to really showcase his abilities. So smart kid, uh, and I think he'll be a valued addition and immediately uh, make an impact next season.
0: And, Robin, if you study Matt Abdelmazi and in, in his places he's been, Iowa State and St. John's, year ones at both places were just like what Nebraska went through. St. John's had a terrible year one with Chris Mullen as well. But St. John's, was it by year two, they were a tournament team.
1: Yeah. And so, and that's the formula. You basically kind of sacrifice year one and just try to get through it. Um, and using that first recruiting class to stockpile for year two. And so Nebraska obviously did that with a three sit out guys. Um, you know, and they kind of operated under the assumption that they were going to have more room available as the season went on and you can just see how that worked out with um the way their recruiting went down um over the few months of the season and um now they're not done yet like i said uh, Kobe Webster puts them at 14 scholarship players including Cam Mack and not including Charlie Easley. So, um, you know, they, they've got some some shifting to do, and I don't think they're done yet. I would imagine there'll be at least one more uh, player that will play next year added, and then with that, with however many spots are opened up after that, you're probably looking at, um, you know, some transfers or maybe even some uh, Red shirts, some true freshman red shirts that are going to come in uh, to fill out the rest of those scholarships.
0: Boy, when you go back and we we're not even talking about the Indiana game because it's it's obviously not really yeah, part we, of the story. We don't need to talk about that. But just the um, thought of even having two football players on the basketball team. So
1: get this: there was a point, there was a point in that game when Nebraska's number two or three quarterback threw a pick and roll dish to the number two left tackle for who got fouled on a layup with the former head coach coaching on the sideline, and another former head coach providing analysis on Big Ten Network. Like, that was all happening, and that was the least weird thing about that night when you – I mean – that puts into context as much of anything. I mean, that was like a side note. When any other moment in time, that's like one of the biggest stories in this program's history, and so it just just shows you how crazy things. Now, are is
0: doing. there? I mean, is there any backstory there of why Frost was so okay with allowing the football guys to play? Because you know, there aren't a lot of football coaches that would just go for that on such a short notice.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think part of it is you know, Frost has shown that he's willing to do whatever he can to help other sports and he and Fred have a really great relationship. If you remember on the opening press conference, frost rode up in the elevator with him. And so he was there with Fred from the start. And, um, I think there's a lot of mutual respect there. Um, you know, just as, as people, as athletes and as coaches, uh, that kind of creates a, a, a more open dialogue when those types of things happen. So obviously uh, Nebraska just threw a shout out to the football guys and said, Hey, is, is there anybody you can lend us? And, you know, the football player or football staff came back and said, yeah, here's a list of guys. And they gave him, I think, three or four guys. And Nebraska ended up working a few of them out and ended up settling on federal and uh, banks. And I think part of that too, with Frost being willing to do that, especially at the time um, right as spring ball was going on. Was he thinks that the basketball team can maybe return the favor down the road uh, if they're recruiting a kid that you know maybe has a real desire to play two sports that um, when football wraps up in the winter you know if he can join the basketball team as a walk on that's something that football can sell um, and you know knowing that you know they've already scratched Fred's back Nebraska would probably be more than willing to help out the football program in return.
0: Well, you're expecting things to probably pick up here sooner rather than later as far as some of these meetings. Yeah. I mean, you
1: would imagine by the end of the week because they want to get. This thing settled as quickly as possible. But again, they
0: might be phone meetings too.
1: Yeah, I mean, I get that's probably the next step they have to take, especially if guys, you know, are so far away and the travel restrictions and all that stuff. And if a guy's
0: going to transfer, you got to give them some adequate time. Exactly.
1: It's in the best interest of the team and the player. So uh, I would imagine by the end of the week, uh, we should have a much clearer idea of what this roster is going to look like and what the needs are going into the rest of the recruiting cycle.
0: All right, when we come back, Husker Online intern, uh, our very bored intern Allie Snow <laughs> is going to join us in the studio as she is uh, stuck on uh, stuck in a, uh, an empty campus housing building right now essentially. So, she joined us here for the the show and we'll take your questions in the mailbag next. You're listening to the Husker Online show.